Yo, what is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Look at Here College Sports Show. It's been a while. I've been sick, personally. Um, we've had some audio troubles. Yeah. Last We tried last Sunday. Yeah. And did not go. No. Nope. So for a couple hours. Just we, we did. It was nowhere. Good. They couldn't do it. So I ditched. I ditched the USB microphones. I ditched it all. And and last last week I just pulled the trigger and I brought I brought a mixer and new microphones and it sounds so much better. There's no crackly. I mean, I've, I've got a, like a mixer. I have this, all sorts of knobs and buttons and things that can do stuff that I have to try and not touch while doing the show because. I, buttons and knobs they're meant to be pushed and pulled and uh, i have very bad add so i wouldn't be surprised if i'm over here we don't know what we're doing screwing with stuff but yeah we don't know a whole lot about it but we've been testing audio all day and we it, it sounds great it sounds pretty darn good so we're excited we're you guys it's gonna sound so much better like that's what i want for you guys is when you sit down and put this put this show on it sounds good you know, maybe we don't talk about everything that you want to hear, but at least the, at least the audio quality is going to be good. Something decent. Yeah, I'm talking a lot with my hands right now. You <laughs> got you guys can't see it. It's 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 ridiculous. But <clears throat> so, how was your weekend? Anything fun? It was all right. It was fun watching the Panthers just walk all over Fort Madison as we should have, and we did 47 to seven. That was good stuff. Are they is Fort Fort has Fort Madison been good at all in like the last ten uh, years? I guess not really. No, I mean they. Middle school, they were all right, but uh, no, yeah, that don't count. Middle school, school don't count. This year, they're <laughs> they're second to last in three A, so no, they're not. They're not good. at all of the schools. Yes, out of like fifty school, there's fifty five, oh. fifty six in three A, and they're second to last. Beeson had a good day, game, right? He's quarterback. Four hundred thirty pass yards, three touchdowns. How, zero how much? Four hundred thirty. Four hundred thirty pass yards. Yeah, that's more Something than nice. some people in uh, college football over the weekend. <laughs> we'll get into that. My weekend was okay. Just went out last night, had some drinky poos. Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy. Um, watched the Hawkeyes yesterday. Watched a lot of football yesterday. Big headlines. Uh, upset City All yesterday. Day. All day. There's some teams. Some teams went down, and if I miss any, let me know. But I think I got the big ones. Number seven, Washington loses loses to Oregon. Oregon's they're up and down and all over the place. Same um, with Washington this year. Yeah, right? I. Can Washington beat any of the teams in the top five no, right now? I don't think they can happen. either. No. Um, speaking of top five, the top 25, the Hawks moved into 22nd Ooh. in the in coaches the AP. pool. In the AP? And then coaches is 19th. Are you sure? And Google says that they're okay, 19th. Okay, I've got, I've got it mixed up on here, but that's oh. okay. Google says they're 19th at least too. So, Do the Hawks deserve to be 22 and or 19? I I think so. Five and one, a great defense. Nate Stanley, six touchdown passes. I think that's worth. They're it. phenomenal. We have the last couple of two games turned into a throwing team. Uh, well, a balanced team. Yeah, we'll get into that too. I think it's deserving for the Hawks. Big game coming up in a couple of weeks against Penn State. That'll yeah. be. Uh, I'll be a. That'll game be a breaker. That'll, that'll be, be a big one. It's in Happy Valley. Michigan State beat Penn State last night, right? That was, was that was that one of them. Pretty sure that, or maybe that was a while ago. I don't. Maybe I don't. But remember. still, Michigan State beating Penn State—that's something. If that's what happened, I, maybe I'm probably wrong. I need. I, I can check. Yes, um, they did. Twenty-one seventeen. They did. So, Penn State at home. It can be done. You can beat them. The Hawkeyes actually, just for like weird stats, the Hawkeyes have more. 
passing yards and rushing yards at home, but have more touchdowns at away games. That's what I thought. Thought that was weird. Yeah, for being uh, a very good five and one team, especially with that defense. Yesterday was definitely a Brian Ferentz run game, in my opinion. I think they threw up. They threw up. Hail Mary might as well have been with like 40 seconds left in the fourth quarter. That wow. that that wouldn't happen under Kirk. Wow, no. I know now I don't know if Brian was calling all the plays yesterday or not, but that is a non-typical Kirk Ferentz call. Right. Period. No matter what way you look at if it. If you look at him, he's not a Hail Mary. So no. <laughs> with it's being up 42 to 16. Right. Some some things are changing in Iowa and and we're excited. We're very excited. Um but seeing the top 25, the new top 24, the new top four, I'm sorry, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Notre Dame. What are your feelings on that? Uh, Notre Dame in the top four is very interesting because we've said this time and time again, they're very inconsistent. Uh, well, I mean, they've been winning. They're undefeated. True. Their quarterback, their new quarterback is a lot better than their uh, starter. He has done a lot better. I think if, if they wouldn't have made that trade, I think it would have been worse. But again, Notre Dame does not play. They do not have that last game at the end of the season Shoot. to kind of give them, you know, in the Big Ten, you, know, you have the Big Ten championship, Big 12. I mean, every, every conference has a championship. In the independence, it's just whatever your record is. Right. I don't think it's fair to put Notre Dame ahead of anybody that plays for a conference championship. And then Clemson, I don't. Uh, Clemson has played nobody. I've started to hop on your bandwagon because I don't like Trevor Lawrence. Look, have. I no, love well, Kelly Bryant, and now he's gone. Look, I mean, look at what's what's Clemson's uh, Clemson their next game. Schedule. Okay, we yeah, got remaining schedule for Clemson. Undefeated NC State. Who? Yeah, who is in the top twenty-five? Yep, we have uh, FSU, Louisville, Boston College. They're they're not that good. Boston College might be something special, but uh, then there's Duke five and one, and, and then, the Duke game is at. It's in, it's, it's in Clemson. It's in Clemson, okay. But then, yeah, then they end the season with South Carolina, so. I, the, strong schedule. Eh, could you say that about the Hawkeyes? Yeah, but the Hawkeyes also aren't number three right. in, the, in the polls. Clemson is – Clemson couldn't beat any of the teams in the top five right now. I don't think the so. other the other four teams. I think they'd have a chance against Notre Dame. That's just because Notre Dame's always been that way. But Yeah, I don't think that – I don't think that Clemson – I still don't think they're the real deal. No. Nah. I don't think that they, they – they can't beat Alabama. They can't beat Ohio State. No, no way. I, it's no just – maybe maybe Notre Dame. Maybe Notre Dame. You know, but people – you know, and let's say that this this top four stands into the college football playoff. Nobody – I mean, do you really want to see Bama and Ohio State go off – they want to play right off the bat? No, you mean – not? I mean, it's not really up. I mean, you could. I'm suppose there's some number fudgings that happen right. in the college football playoff. You, but you know, that's the game you'd like to see for the for the title. You'd like to right. see Ohio State and Bama. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically, if that if you know if it stands right now, and we went into the college playoff. That's how it would be. Right. But Clemson doesn't deserve to be there. And I wish, man, I wish we lived in Clemson country. I wish I just happened to be a Hawkeye fan far from home. <laughs> well, now uh, Trevor Lawrence got hurt. But I know they had a bye week, so he has some extra time to rest. But he did get hurt. He looked kind of serious. And they're what, Kelly Bryant. What was it? Well, Kelly Bryant's transferring right, to what I so thought was they, to North Carolina. Now they can't fall back on a better quarterback in Kelly Bryant. He's definitely better than Trevor Lawrence. I don't know what their decision-making was there. Uh, 
and now they got to have their third string come in possibly if if Trevor Lawrence doesn't yeah. recover. Yeah, and I don't not a lot not a lot's known about that guy. So I mean, again, you know, we're obviously here in Iowa. We don't keep too much up on Clemson, but not a top four team. I'm gonna, I I I don't I don't believe it. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um. Uh, Minnesota's running back Shannon Brooks gets arrested this morning for oh, wow. uh, domestic assault, I believe. Yeah. And that doesn't help an already struggling Minnesota team. Yeah. Last night, if you were watching some, not late, late West Coast football, but if you're watching some evening football, Iowa State stuns West Virginia at home in Ames. It, they shut down. That. I mean, they shut down Will Real Grier. 100 yards passing, I 100 think. 100 yards passing. One interception only. One and how many sacks? Seven. Seven sacks. Seven sacks. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like cheering a whole lot for Iowa State, but – and I would would have much rather seen West Virginia win because, I well, at the time before they got beat, I thought they were going to be a college football caliber team, someone that could, you know, hopefully take on Alabama or right. uh, an Ohio State. Maybe not the case, especially for the rest of the Big 12 now. They get to watch tape on Iowa State right. playing defense and beating Will Greer, Will Greer and company. Terrible game. Awful. Uh, but a big win for, for Iowa State nonetheless. Yeah. Keeping it with the Big 12, some more big news. Texas quarterback, uh, Elinger, shoulder sprain. They've got to buy next week. Texas is in the <sighs> – what are they, nine? They're, Texas they're nine. nine. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a believer in Texas. I got into a little spat last night about them. I don't, do they stay undefeated? I don't know what their future schedule holds and I'm not sure how many more games are left at home. Do you have Texas remaining schedule on there? Uh, let me take a look. See here, but no, uh, Texas is seventh in the AP poll, eighth in the coaches poll, and they have Oklahoma state, uh, next week, West Virginia. That'll be a good one. And then Texas tech, Iowa state, and then Kansas. A tough road is what? How many of those games are at home? Do you know? Uh, West Virginia and Iowa State are at home for at Texas. Texas so, bumpy good chance, road, bumpy road for Texas, but good chances, I'd say. And we're we're gonna get it. We'll get into. I was gonna say some stuff, but we're gonna get into that later. Bad loss for West Virginia. Good win for Iowa State. They that was their first top ranked win against a team at home, I believe, in like two thousand some odd days. I want to say. I think that's Jeez. what the, the stat said. Mm. I don't know. Call me wrong. I'm not sure. I don't pay attention. Uh, other big news. Nebraska goes down again. Huh. They're 0-6 for Owen the first six. time in Big Red history. Scott Frost's system is not working. Um, we say it almost every show. They're working. The, the freshman quarterback is not bad, but for the system that Scott Frost wants, it's not there. And their their offensive line is absolutely atrocious. It's I don't even know what's going. On. I don't. And know I don't. I don't no Scott words. Frost has one face, and it's fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's what I was, fuck. That's, what that's I was his. Thinking. That is his. When the camera pans over to Scott Frost, he just looks like he's crying on the inside. He's, he's yeah. Dead he on the he is. But and I don't think Nebraska could afford. I, I read an article. Nebraska can't afford to fire him. Pay him twenty six million dollars. They're still paying on the last two coaches. Jeez, I think. Polini is down in BYU, and I think his is kind of getting off, offset. I should have wrote some stuff down. For, it was a good article. Nebraska can't afford, it, plus all the coaches that Scott Frost brought with him. Oh, you're gonna, wow. you gonna pay off all? You gonna pay all those guys off? Jeez, he he's a good coach. 
It's his first year. You know, we we talked about a couple episodes ago. Can right. they can they make can they make it better? I hope not. I, I I'd like to see Nebraska lose. I'd like to see him at the bottom of the Big Big Ten every year. But you you brought in Scott Frost. You'd like to see some wins. Right, right. I don't think that Nebraska will fire him. Right. Twenty six million dollars is a lot to pay, a coach. Yeah, after one year, and and he coached uh, UCF, if I'm correct. And yeah, they went undefeated last year and made their own championship rings and all that. Well, right now UCF is undefeated. So did they need Scott Frost and company to get to get stuff done? Ooh, I guess I, I so didn't. I didn't Scott even think Frost about that. Yeah, is truly awful. And UCF was just really good around Scott Frost and, and the. Rest and they of the still coaches. have Mackenzie Milton. I'm pretty sure for quarterback who was there last year with Scott Frost. So I don't know, Mark. Maybe you're right. Oh. I kind of I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's why you're here. Mm-hmm. You're here to back me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that. So Nebraska, they, they go zero and six. Um, some other I don't know, big news, I guess. Tua Linguini for Alabama leaves in the third quarter with a knee injury that he just re he reaggravated it. It's it's not hurt. It's just aggravated <laughs> because God forbid somebody on Alabama be fucking hurt. And speaking of Tua Ravioli, hasn't played a fourth quarter all year. He hasn't played for, and he's number one on the Heisman. Yep. And we're gonna talk about that. That's we'll get, some more we'll get, bullshit. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. I'm so sick of Alabama. I'm just absolutely sick of it. Um, you, real quick, real quick. When you get 10, 20, 30 years, you think Alabama's when do you think they're gonna be done? When do you think it's just gonna be finally we get what is it? It's wins. not burning questions time. I don't Nick Saban's been there for how long? Eight hundred and seventy five years. <laughs> Does Alabama continue to win in ten years? I'd say yeah. And I think a lot of people yeah. would agree. Yeah. We talked in you're the best kid in college football and Alabama wants you to go play there. You know, let's say you live in Idaho. Do you want to go play for the university of Idaho for the, <laughs> nope. Va- what are they? The Vandals? Do you want to go Vandals. play for the Vandals or do you want to go play for Nick Saban in Alabama? Yeah. Win, win a national championship, be ranked, yeah. have all the, the best you can, everything yeah. you're, you want to go to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think until Nick Saban leaves or until the time that Alabama isn't always number one or always winning national championships, you know, you're going to continue to see good kids go there. Yeah. I think you'll see, continue to see good kids go there even after Nick Saban leaves. Right. And that's, that's what's been the thing is they're only good because they have that winning culture. Kids want to go there and win because they know they can win. Well, yeah, you you win, you you bring in winning kids. You bring in the best basketball every year. They bring in winning. They have the winning culture in Kentucky is the same way. They always constantly number one. You're, you're winning championships. You don't want to go play for some punk ass school. You want to go play for winners. I would. Except AJ Epinesa. Except for AJ Epinesa, Mr. Five Star, who had, who did have a sack yesterday and offered from Bama and goes to Iowa. So I'll take that. yeah, Yeah, he did. We'll, we'll we'll get into the, we'll get into the recap here. Actually, I think I think we're gonna do the recap right now because my notes are all scribbly. Whatever. <laughs> I well, I thought, and a lot of people who know me, I'm quite the pessimist when it comes to Hawkeye football. And I and I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people who think this. Iowa wins their last their last two games by more than forty points apiece. And you you start to see this passing game go on, right? Yeah. You see it last week, and you come in to yesterday, and you go, "All right, how many times have you have you seen the Hawkeyes put a show on? You know, they they pass all day, and they're doing trick plays, and they look great. And then the next game, 
they run it 40 times and score 13 points. As as a Hawkeye fan, you you it is burned into your brain that that is what happens. Right. Last year against Ohio State, we hung 50 on them, made them look like little schoolgirls, and then we went and played Michigan State and we stepped on our dicks. That's what Hawkeye fans are generally, I would say, accustomed to. Right. And I and I asked a few people over the week. I said, "Do you think that that'll be the same? It'll be the same this weekend?" And a lot of people they disagreed. They said, "No." I think that the Hawkeyes are going to find a new identity in this passing game and go with it. I wasn't on board 100% because I'm used to being let down. Right. I'm I'm used to a little bit of mediocrity in Hawkeye Crunchy and everybody that's a Hawkeye fan knows that. Mm-hmm. You can you can I don't care who you are, who you write for, but you have to know deep down that man uh, we play a good game, and then whew, we turn around and, you know, put an eye strike on 2015, we went undefeated, but we play a game like that, we turn around, we don't do good. Did they change my mind yesterday? I think so. Right. We talked a little bit of the first part of the show. I think Brian was running that team. Mm-hmm. Those were some very different calls. Mm-hmm. A, a, a very well-balanced Iowa team who went into Bloomington, and I know a lot of people were nervous about it. And who's your fucking daddy? The Hawkeyes. <laughs> this okay? is this is what I gotta say. The the issue in Iowa Hawk and Iowa Hawkeye football for like the last ten years now is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But yeah. Our issue is we get so caught up in winning and we just we just screw it up because we if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The Hawkeyes don't know how to do that. So the coaching staff goes out there and they're trying new things, thinking that we're on top of the world, and we just drown our own shit. I I I I'm on board with with most of that. And and if it would that if that would have been the case yesterday, I'd have said, ah, "I told you, I told you this was going to happen." Yeah. But it's funny to see this team that's not like you said. If it's not broke, don't fix it. And all of a sudden, we see a very different Kirk Ferentz team. Yes. Very and different on, on the aggressive side of things. Too. And very aggressive. And that, I've got that. That is the key to the Hawkeyes continuing to win is being aggressive. Exactly. Taking shots downfield. Letting Brandon Smith go up and, and snag some balls up, okay? Yeah. Watching Noah Fant and and uh, T.J. Hawkinson blow through coverage. Man, those guys are fast. Yeah. T.J. and Noah Fant are very quick. Mm-hmm. I, it's exciting to watch those guys get behind safeties and corners and, and burn them for touchdowns. It's nice. Third down comes around and we seem to just you know go hide in a corner, get a little scared. But I like I, this I agree, aggressive but, side of and perhaps. yeah, you know maybe we're maybe we have completely. Turn the page on this, oh, and I hope oh. that we have. Because if we want to make a run, w- w- there's a few things that need to happen. But if we want to make a run, the Hawkeyes need to stay aggressive. The- very balanced yesterday. Uh, Stanley goes 21 for 33, 320 yards, six touchdowns. Um, he led the FBS over the weekend in touchdowns. Uh, the only quarterback who threw six uh, was Nathan Stanley. Very balanced game. 33 passing plays and 32 rush plays. I think 158 yards or something regardless of there not being a touchdown you can take that in you can take that into anywhere and pass like we did and still put a hundred and a half rushing yards up right that's okay we you can win football games yeah i i thoroughly believe on that hawks had 33 minutes of possession to a to a you know 26 against uh indiana they would go eight for 12 on third down 
Uh, and I think Indiana went five for 12. And Indiana also went 0 for 2 on fourth down. So big stops. The Hawkeye defense, thin. Very thin over the weekend. Some people missing at linebacker, uh, Hawkaday, and Nick Neiman. And then out on the corners, we had the freshmen starting again. Brents, or Brents, I think, number 20. Phenomenal. Doing great as a freshman. I think he had a pick. I'm not, I don't, I can't remember. Kind of, even though they're, even though we're into the, I, you know, the actual depth and Geno Stone played a lot too. I like Geno Stone a lot. Michael Ojemudia, I don't think I remember seeing him until later in the game. Both very versatile players. It's nice to see that in the backfield now. Last year was kind of, well, you know, we got Josh Jackson. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, yeah we got Josh Jackson. You know, but now it's, you know, we have Ojemudia and right. Geno Stone. And, you know, the freshman on the outside, and Imani Hooker, who who does great. Uh, Jack Gervas did not play good. And if you were sitting next to me watching that game on Saturday, very displeased. He would, he would come up on, a, on an offender and would just, like, stop and get beat. They would they run. He, he wasn't playing good. Did he play good? I think he might have. He, he had a good stop over the top of the defender to deflect the ball in the fourth, <clears throat> which was good. It was nice to see him come back on because he's a very good player. Very disappointing, especially in the, I think, Indiana's first series. I didn't I didn't like that at all. That was very not uh, like uh, Jake Gervais to play. He did have one interception. <coughs> was it Gervais? Yeah. Or was it? Gervais and Geno Stone had an interception. Oh, they both did. I'm sorry. Yeah. I we I I was not I was trying to take notes and I was watching TV. I got you. It was an exciting Bears Dolphins game. Oh yes, which luckily didn't end in a tie. Flip that fan on. I'm getting hot. I right hate there. ties. Ties need to go away. I don't think it, it. Ties suck, especially like if the Bears and the Dolphins would have tied. It would have been you know one someone's in the NFC and someone's in the AFC. It just none of the same conference. It just it's dumb. Ties suck. Luckily, it doesn't happen in, in college football. So, Iowa scores no rushing touchdowns. First time since scoring a zero offensive touchdown in a game that we've won. And I want to say it was like back in 2013 against Northwestern, but there's a lot of games to go through. The last time that the Hawkeyes had zero uh, rushing touchdowns was in a loss last year against Wisconsin. And then before that against Florida in the Outback Bowl. So it doesn't happen very often when we win that we don't have a right. an offensive, um, a rushing touchdown. Which I think, and I, I got back and I was looking at like some of the, the Wisconsin and Iowa games in the past. That Those are such close games. I'm so excited to get Nebraska, or get Nebraska out of that um, end of the year time slot right. and put Wisconsin in there. That's going to be... A much better rivalry, a much better game, especially since Nebraska is zero and six. Doesn't doesn't look good. So Iowa identifying as a pass team, and I think that that needs to continue to win games. <clears throat> and, and like we talked about, keeping keeping the aggression, keeping this consistency. No more letdowns. Quit winning games and throwing trick plays and hanging 40, 50 points, and then turning around against teams that aren't very good and putting up 20 points and losing. I, I think there's no reason that the Hawkeyes should ever have to lose 
to Minnesota. There's no reason right. that the Hawkeyes should ever lose to Indiana. They should never be losing to Illinois, Rutgers, Maryland. They shouldn't be losing at all, especially against those teams, which is basically the end of the schedule, except for a trip to Happy Valley in yep. a couple weeks. Purdue, not a bad team. Not bad. David Blow, he's a he's a quarterback. Great quarterback. Does it make me nervous? No, not now because I know that the Hawkeyes can kick some ass, and I'm ready to see this aggression and turn it into turn it into winning some fucking games. The rest of them, mm-hmm. I put at the beginning of the season. I said in a bold prediction that the Hawkeyes go ten and two. They can go eleven and one for all for all I care. I mean, I care. I hope they do. Right. I'd like to see them win out. I think they can do it if they do. Get some might have a shot. Back, get that health and that depth back in yeah. at, at linebacker and on and in the secondary. Absolutely no reason. Absolutely no reason we can't do that. So we're gonna get into burning questions. Thank you guys. Some of you I didn't even have to ask. A lot of you just sent in your burning questions. I was super excited. Burning questions are fun because we get to really dive in the topics. And I think all of them are actually pretty much Iowa and or uh, college football based. So number one, this is from Dan, who poor guy out, out there in Georgia, SEC uh, country. Uh-oh. Georgia lost this weekend. Yeah, right upset. Hello, you're the Wildcat. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. We'll get to that. Um, does Phil Parker deserve a look at head coach when Kirk retires? I think so. Sitting where I am He's right a now, phenomenal. Season, I think so. Phenomenal defensive coordinator has been. I would choose him over Brian Ferentz. Would you? I would. For, so for let's Iowa say City. in a couple years, Kirk retires and Barta brings in Brian. Hey, you got the name. You know, let's hope the you know the, this year and in the years of the future continue to to get better. Right. You know, maybe he leads. Maybe they, he, you know, they go to a Big Ten championship. You know, maybe they win a Big Ten championship this year, next year. You know, Kirk head coach. You know, right. but that's something to go back on. Obviously, yeah, defense is huge too. Now, with with Brian, the name, but with the name, if Brian Ferentz becomes a head coach, maybe we turn into a more progressive team because that's what we saw this week. You know, like you said, True. Brian could have yeah. been the one that was calling most of the plays, and it hopefully. If the aggressiveness is consistent, then sure, I'll be fine with Brian being the head coach. But the consistency is key. Dan brought out a, a good point in recruiting and some of these diamonds in the rough for defense. And if you especially look at them now, the freshmen and sophomores on both sides of the ball, but a, a lot on on defense, they they're working very well. We've put we're putting a lot of people in on defense who are not playing consecutive games, right. and. You know what, Brents or whatever? Who was it? Brents from the corner. I can't. I can't remember his name. Number twenty. No, no, the other corner. They start. He started. uh, Gina or Jesus? I can't remember. I can't remember his name. I always get. I I always want to say Gents, but that I don't think that that's right. Got me all twisted now. Hang on. So he started last week at corner, and they picked on him, and it showed. He ended up getting two picks that game last weekend. So these these young guys are coming in and they're stepping up, and that's huge. It's great that we don't have to go, you know, man, good thing we only have, you know, there's not just one person on defense. Right. You know, last year it wasn't just one. And we had Josie Jewell, uh, and, you know, the Nelson brothers on the line, and they're they're not they're not brothers or whatever, but uh, Matt and Anthony Nelson are absolute terrors. Parker Hesse is 
Absolutely. I love Hester. I love watching him play. He's and awesome. AJ is getting better, mm-hmm. getting better. He's going to be a monstrosity. This might be the best defensive line. Sorry, I don't know. We're getting off topic, I guess. This mm-hmm. might be the best defensive line that I have I've seen in the Hawkeyes in a long time. Definitely. I would agree. Hesse's all over the place. He is. Phil Parker, defensive coordinator, I think they what do they make that decision on? You know, who's to say that someone doesn't want Brian Ferentz down the line anyways? You know, what if Brian Ferentz gets a call to Indianapolis to go, you know, coach for the Colts? True. Or, you know, or anywhere. Houston, it doesn't matter. You don't know. I don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. Phil Parker can have the same thing. Right. Maybe Phil Parker moves up into in, the NFL world. Brian's been there before. He was in New England. Is there, and he's got the Ferentz last name. Is there a chance that he can go to the NFL again? Yeah. I think Brian. I think Brian gets that call to head coach after after Kirk leaves. Yeah, probably. Most unless unless something unless something terrible happens, which I I don't see, which I don't see happening at all. Um, <clears throat> little little disagreement, I guess, but we we know where we stand. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is a big one. Uh, Jason Wesley wanted to know what conference looks the strongest at the halfway point, and we were kind of looking through. As it sits right now, I Alabama will take the the SEC West. Mm-hmm. Alabama, the, they'll go undefeated. They pretty much got it in the bag. They'll be in the college football playoff. But then you kind of, but after that, there's really nobody that they need to worry about in the SEC East or the SEC West. Excuse me. But in the East, well, LSU. But in the East, you see Georgia, who falls this weekend to. LSU, right? LSU's coming. I do. Want I, to say, well, they play in two weeks and a couple of weeks in Death Valley. Okay, LSU is going to give Alabama a run for their money, and I'm going to I'm going to say it. If LSU is at um, tip top shape, if they're playing, if they're leaving it all out there and they can't play any better, and they're they have all, as many guys as they need, if they're healthy, ready to go, do they, they beat Alabama? They. Definitely could. They play in. They play it and at, at LSU. Yes, and LSU is, is a big one. It is. I guess I, I overlooked it's that big. a little bit. If it were in Bama, it'd be a bit of a different story. But I think if LSU close game, shape, man, it'll definitely be close. Even if it's in Bama, it'll be like close. fifty-five to fifty-four close, or like thirty-one mm. thirty close. There, yeah, maybe like a like a thirty-five to thirty close. Hmm. Big game. Huge. Um, LSU wins. Is Bama out of the college football playoff? No, because come on, is it is it last come on? Year, I fucking ago, that's what I hate about the college football playoff. And then they, they did. stayed in the playoff. It, I know. I was so mad. But they they lose to an LSU team. They're not getting. They don't get beat by some. You know the I Iron know. Bowl a couple years ago when they went to they kicked the field goal and missed and and Auburn ran it back to beat them. Who Auburn fell off the table. Very quickly, as soon as I got to the conference yeah. play this year, it's too bad. I really wanted Stidham and Auburn <laughs> to do well. LSU has since take that play has taken that place. If L- I, I know what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I despise Alabama. I trust me, I hate Alabama as much as you do. I don't. If LSU wins, there is absolutely no reason why Alabama stays in the top four. They, I mean, they. I could see that they can because right. Clemson is dog shit. Mm-hmm. I don't I, want Clemson in there at all. I, you know, yeah. I, if Clemson's gone and Alabama takes them before, great. I, yeah, I would. But you, do you really see him dropping ten places after a loss no. to LSU? Who 
who's ranked number. So they're back at their fifth now. They're fifth. Yeah. Because, yeah, because West Virginia, they dropped. So yeah. they're not going to drop far. No. Do I want them to stay in the top four? I don't know. I want them to be gone. I don't want to deal with right. them anymore. Sick of reading about weeks. Alabama this and Alabama that. The um, 120% sure the farthest <laughs> Alabama will drop, and this is even a stretch, is fourth. I, 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 I have to agree because that's, that's just how it works. And that's just how it works. The college football playoff deciders have a hard on for Alabama. I know, and they always will. I think the SEC still looks the strongest because we get to, in the East, we also get to see a very good Kentucky team Mm -hmm. with a very good running back. Yes. One of the best running backs in the the nation with with Snell. Play a, a, a Georgia team that I think might be on their heels. Which sucks because I wanted Georgia to take this, but the way that it's turning out to be, I don't think that it, it will. I was pretty excited for Georgia. They had a really good defense, and then they just, I don't know. And what's they, going on. they run the ball so well, too. And then they get beat at home by LSU. I think that, I think that puts them on their heels. And I think it leaves some space in the East. So the SEC will always be exciting. The Big 12, you don't ever know what's going to happen in the Big 12. I mean, Jeez. Iowa State this year wow. has just decided to. Ruin the hopes and dreams of two teams so far. Yeah. Who's to say that they won't do that again? <clears throat> Montgomery is a one of, aside from Jonathan Taylor, a very very good right. downhill running back. Right. Again, I'm not trying to be on uh, you know an Iowa State side here, but know, you can't ignore you can't ignore some teams who who are beating top ten teams. Right. You, it's hard to ignore that. Uh, and then you get in, and then into the Big Ten. <clears throat> At the end of the year, Michigan and Ohio State play, correct? And Michigan and Michigan yes. State play next weekend. At mm-hmm. Michigan State, right? If you look at Michigan's remaining schedule, I think Michigan plays at Michigan State next weekend. Uh, yes, at Michigan State, yes. Michigan State keeps up the role. They beat Penn State in Happy Valley. They come back home yes. to, a, to a Michigan team. Who wins that game next but weekend? But Michigan just came off a surprising game, in my opinion. I... Uh, Whoever Michigan just beat, I can't remember who exactly it was, but uh, they just they just had a good week, so I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean Michigan, they're they they look good. Michigan I'm, just beat Wisconsin thirty eight to thirteen. Yeah, they did. Wisconsin, oh, whiskey. Um, as an Iowa fan, I think every a lot of people, if you were going to pick a second team, a lot of people would probably go for Wisconsin because they don't have the, the demeanor of as far as you know. Penn State and and Ohio State, Michigan, because most people, if you're not in Ohio State, Michigan, or a Penn State fan, you you totally just don't like those teams. Right. Um, <clears throat> Wisconsin let me down. It, it kind of sucked, but I think that it's going to pave the way for the Hawkeyes. I hope. Yeah. Maybe puts Wisconsin on their heels and leave some room for the Hawkeyes to take their new aggressive offense and bring it to the fucking house. And I'll see you in Indianapolis in December. Yes. That's what I'd like. Mm-hmm. You get out. Of, you get out of the Big Ten and the in the Big Twelve and the SEC. I don't think the ACC is. I know the NC State's ranked and Clemson's in the top four. Doesn't matter. Uh, the the those the ACC will always be a power five, but it won't be that big conference. I, I'm still trying to figure out why Clemson gets talked about. Whatever. And then uh, I think Braid Roth asks, "Can Kentucky?" Uh, win the East with Georgia losing, and I spelled win W H E N instead of W I N. 
Quinn. Quinn. I think Kentucky can beat Georgia. I think the game's in Georgia, correct? If it's if it's in Georgia, we're looking, if it's in the Georgia Dome, it's it's in, tough, but it's tough. Uh, now, I'd like to see. No, it. oh, at Kentucky, it's at Kentucky. But okay, Kentucky just came off a depressing loss against A and M. Well, two weeks ago. Oh, was it two? I thought it. It was. Oh, they're they on had a bye. A, they had a bye this week. Uh, yeah, yeah. So last <clears throat> week, last so week they can recover, right? But I don't know. I still have a lot of faith in Georgia, but uh, it, well, yeah, it, they're good. They're a very, very good team, right? But how good's this Kentucky team? I wish That's I had. I wish I had like a pipeline that I could go and I could. I wish I had friends in these different schools that I could <laughs> that I could talk to because I'd like to. I'd like to get the vibe of what it's like at the right. University of Kentucky right now yeah. with that Wildcat football team. You're the Wildcat. I, I I'm gonna keep saying it. I, I like watching them win. I love to watch them win. Oh yeah. Next, I poor everybody. Poor everybody that has to listen to fucking Beth Mellon's talk. <laughs> and and in her defense, she I don't think she told us one time when somebody's birthday was, which was impressive. Usually that's Beth Mellon's thing. Blah, 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 just ran for 20 yards, and <laughs> he just celebrated his 22nd birthday yesterday. And it's just like, no, we don't care. Be quiet. She is absolutely hideous, and I wish that South Park <laughs> would start making fun of her instead of uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. I think that would be a good <laughs> switch. Uh and the rest of the the nation got to witness Beth Moen's opening of the season when she called the Monday Night Football game. Yep. And everybody went, uh, who the fuck is this? Right. And I was like, now you know how everybody in the Midwest feels mm-hmm. watching Big Ten games with her annoying ass. <laughs> no, there's nothing against women calling football games. I don't have there's a there's a gal on Fox who does a great job. I think she she calls baseball games. I'm not sure. I was talking to uh, Spinner at the bar yesterday about it. So there's nothing against that at all. I just hate Beth Mellons. Nope. I don't like her voice. I don't like the way that she talks. She says stupid ass just sentences. Fill, just She's like, we'll be right back for this, for this tizzy against Iowa and Indiana. Who, who says that? Who says tizzy? That's grandma say that word tizzy. She's 51. That, she's 51. She's 51. Get the fuck out. You're out. You're done. How do we deal with that? Guy, guy Meyer wanted to know. How do we deal with that? I think the most logical answer is you put me in the you put me up there in the in the box and you let me call games. Instead now I know Tizzy. And, 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 yeah, instead of Miss Tizzy over there. I, I can do it. I can I can calm the F words down for long enough to call a to call a Hawkeye game. And if I can't, fuck sue me. I don't care. <laughs> I don't I mean you, you want to watch the game on mute, but then you don't want to watch the game on mute because you, I mean you're already not at the game. You, you try to get as much right. of the experience as you can. I mean, honestly, we could just get on Twitter and Facebook and bitch enough about it, and we could probably make it not happen again. But I'm not that kind of person. I'll just yeah, it'll buff. keep yeah. I'll just keep the grief to myself. <laughs> it's unfortunate. And then a big thing that was this is, um, I think Mitch wrote me this, or no, I think this is also a guy. TJ Hawkinson and Nora Fant. Who's the better? Who's who's the better tight end? Fant. Now, this was a big thing, and Noah Fant. I think his dad and his brother got on Twitter last week after the game or during the game. You bitched about why he wasn't playing, and I didn't actually know this until this past week. He had he had had a concussion. That's why he wasn't in. Okay. You know, is he the best tight end in the nation? Yeah. Sure. We know that. Everybody, every every team we play against knows that. Yeah. And, and, and TJ Hawkinson is 
definitely in the top 10. Sure. But TJ Hawkinson and I, and I, I, the people who are around me at the table watching the game, I said, you watch on running plays, who's in there blocking TJ Hawkinson's blocking on run right. plays is, is, is no in there on some. Yeah. He's, he, he's probably motioning somewhere, but TJ, TJ is going to be on the line and he's going to be making blocks. And he, he is a good blocker. Red zone threat where it matters the most. You're going to give it to fan. But if you, but you can ball, give it to TJ too. If you want a deep ball? Hawkinson's always. You can there. throw a deep ball to Noah Fant. I don't. I, know, but I think the only I difference the is edge to Fant in the red zone and Hawkinson. And they're deep they're ball. both fast. They're right. both extremely they're fast. Huge. Noah Fant is gigantic. They're, they're ginormous guys. The tight ends at Iowa have always been. There were some dull years, I guess, but there's always good tight ends at Iowa. Yes, always. And you know, tight ends are never really brought up in college football. You don't really get a whole. I mean, we see Gronk in the NFL. Well, well, you uh, see, because what? I mean, Big Ten power football tight ends, right? Pro style spread offenses, you know, the RPO shit. That right. you know, you kind of see, you know, where they're not running. They're not. I mean, those teams aren't running two tight end sets, right? They're not running jumbo tight ends, you know, like like the like Iowa does, especially, and you know, like a lot of the Big Ten, because that's just not the type of offense. I understand what you're saying, Noah. Noah Fan has great hands. He's more reliable. He's great. I I I I can't pick. I just know that the biggest thing right now is that on running plays, TJ's in there on the major ninety percent of them making the blocks. Is he a better blocker than Noah? I would assume so. Right. Maybe they don't want Noah Fan blocking because I don't know. It depends on what the scheme is. Who are they playing on? Who are the defense is? I don't know. I'm not a huge X's and O's guy. Right. But I understand you. I understand your argument. I just can't pick one because I fucking love them both. They're great. Mm-hmm. They are just two of the. It's it's nice to see one great tight end, but when you have two of them, and one of them is the best one in the nation, and you've got a team in Iowa who's coming out and they're throwing the ball more, you better look fuck out, Big Ten. Right. I'm telling you, they keep this up. Don't and don't break my heart, Ferentz. Don't break my heart, man. I love I love watching those tight ends play. They're great. I love the I love tight ends, man. Love it. Hawkinson destroyed the our high school football team. They, he destroyed our Panthers a few years back when he played for, played for, for Sheridan. Sheridan. Sheridan, yeah. Sheridan. I knew it was a C. I wanted to say Centerville, but yeah. Sheridan. He's got some big ears, too. Nothing yeah, against he, the kid. You know, he can pick, he's in, he can pick up back he then, can, but though. He can hear anything. <laughs> um, I don't know where I found this one. Um, Super Bowl picks? Who's 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 your Who's going to Super Bowl? Two teams, same. I, right now, you would have to say Rams, Chiefs, but oh, that's what I was going to say, Rams, Chiefs. But we have a whole season, a whole half season ahead of us. Yeah, anything can happen. And Todd more Gurley can get hurt. Jeff, still got Jared Goff can still get hurt. Right. Anything Mahomes is a monster. I hated. Oh, I hated. Beast. You can't contain him. You can run contain, and then he'll just pass it to Kelsey or one of the other small running backs. Or you can run contain, or you can not run contain and run man, and he just runs out of the excuse me, runs out of the pocket anyways. Right, left hand throws to Tyreek Hill, and he flies yeah, down and the he field. has a seventy percent passer rating out of the pocket. Dude. With a, he had over a hundred yards against the Broncos last weekend. Tom Brady ain't doing that shit. Let me do. Let me say this: the Broncos almost beat the Chiefs. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost beat the Chiefs. Um. I think this is the one that I think Mitch sent me this one. When you compare, and I know at the beginning of the season, you weren't a big Nathan Stanley fan. Are you on the train? After seeing six touchdown passes? Are you on the train? I'm on the train. 
Okay, good because he he Nathan's been texting me. He was pissed. He heard what Shut you said. Up, you're joking. No, no, he didn't. I no. wish he would. That'd be sweet. He wouldn't care anyways. He's too humble to give a shit. Um, when Stanley compared to some of the recent quarterbacks, Drew Tate, Vandenberg, Stanzi, um, Bethard, how does he compare to some of the other uh, recent Iowa quarterbacks? And how does he stand in the NFL? <clears throat> well, let's first. I want to talk about. I loved C.J. Beathard. He didn't give a shit how far he had to run to get a first down or a touchdown. <laughs> he sacrifices everything. He was going to get there. Right. Does he pay for it? Yeah. But guess yeah. what? He ain't going to show it to you during the game. Right. Maybe after the game when he's sitting by himself in the ice bath and his body is, is trashed. Mm-hmm. But his beard is but, still manly. <laughs> but during the game. C.J. Beathard was a guy that the offense was going to get behind, and I love to watch him play. Nathan Stanley, I think, will – not that he's soft. That's not the case. He has a phenomenal arm, big change, especially from last year. I love Nathan Stanley, and I – C.J. Beathard, out of the last quarterbacks that we've had, you know, Drew Tate, you know, even – I mean, well, Brad Banks, I guess, but – in recent, recent years, the last three or four quarterbacks, Bethard's probably been my favorite. Yeah, I, I love Bethard. I, I, I enjoyed watching Stanzi play. He had a great attitude. I loved watching Stanzi play. Nathan, Nathan Stanley's very quiet, very, yes, humble. very humble. You know, he, I think we, I think we talked about, he kept a, he kept all his, uh, his high school tapes to himself. He wouldn't let anybody see him. Right. Does that say a little bit about who he is as a person? Yeah, yeah. Just because he's not flashy, I don't want. I don't want to make it sound like I'm picking C.J. Beathard over Nathan Stanley because, uh, you know, Stanley's not as flashy. That's not the case. I just, I, I love to watch C.J. Beathard play football. If we're stretching it back to Ricky Stanzi, Ricky Stanzi is my favorite Hawkeye of all time. But okay, yeah, and just you know, the past couple of years, few years, whatever. I like I like Beathard. I've I've always loved Beathard. And we were we were talking about <clears throat> Nathan Stanley's got one more year at Iowa. Yep. And he's got how many touchdowns now? Thirty one. Uh, What's no, twenty four? He's like at forty one and whatever twenty six plus fifteen is. And I'm not good at math. The record is seventy four by Chuck Long, right? Chuck Long. But he how many years did he play at Iowa though? He played five. He played yeah. So. <clears throat> Does Nathan Stanley break that record? I think he we're halfway through chance. the season, and if he can, even if he throws four touchdowns a game, I think that Nathan Stanley has a chance to go down and beat that record and be the and have the this career touchdowns at Iowa. I think he can do it with cool. with Noah Fant and, and T.J. Hawkinson and Brandon Smith, who has ginormous hands. He wears like four XL gloves. <laughs> Brandon Smith's hands are ginormous. Hmm. Um, and, you know, Nick Easley, I, I love watching Nick Easley play. He's great. You know, those little yeah. tiny slot receivers are always fun to watch. Tavon Austin kind of guy. Oh, yeah. They're always fun to watch. I think or I think Nathan Stanley has a chance to do that. And if he – he won't go to the NFL this year, even if he no. has a good year. He won't. No. He'll stay. He'll stay his senior year. I think Noah Fant will go this yeah, year. He, he will should. go. He will go to the NFL. Um Hawkinson's just a sophomore. Yeah, he's still a bit young. Yeah, so I, he definitely should stay give him at least one more year. If and 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 Beathard's playing quarterback for the 49ers right now mm-hmm. because Garoppolo for the rest of the year. The of the year yeah. Um, 
and him and Kittle are great out there. Does Nathan Stanley have the best shot at playing in the NFL for a long time? If if the season ended today, Stanley doesn't really have a good shot at the NFL, in my opinion. Okay, that's that's what I think they've got him right now. I think I think I've read and heard somewhere in the third round or something like that. Mm-hmm. But okay, you, you next year, senior year, he has a great year like this, and you know he can repeat some numbers or if not get better, which is hopefully the trend. Does he go to the NFL? Yes. I think he will yeah. go to the NFL. Oh, yeah. Will he get drafted? He might. You know, late he sixth, might. seventh round to right. somebody? I right. could see that. Maybe even a fifth round, I'd give it to him. Maybe, if, depending on how good a season he has. Yep. If he gets to the right team with the right quarterback coaches and, you know, maybe a position where he can learn from, uh, you know, a Phillip Rivers or, a, right. or Aaron Rodgers or – or somebody that's, you know, has tenure in the NFL. I think he's got a chance. Mm-hmm. But right now I agree with you. I don't think he has the biggest chance. You know, Ricky Stanzi, I think. Oh, Kansas Stanzi, he went to the Chiefs. And, played yeah, a couple years in the league. Went to the Jaguars, actually, too. Uh, oh, he did? Uh, like a third string for the, ja- for the Jaguars before he finally just he stopped. So, cut it off. Brad And I think Brad, Brad Banks played in the league. Drew Tate played in the league. I think Drew Tate actually... Spent some time in the CFL. Oh, for I think he, I think Drew Tate actually led. Oh, was it Calgary? Somebody Ottawa led him. Well, he led him to a championship. I want to say in the CFL, Drew Tate did. Okay, yeah, he did play for Calgary. Yeah, then and they won it, and they won to call the Canadian Football League championship. Am I right? Let me do some studying. 2008 they did, as well as 2014, in which he did play in 2014. So, yeah. So, uh, CFL, that's good for you. I mean, Johnny Manziel's up there. Yeah, but he's not doing He's not doing good. <laughs> but keep it in Iowa, Nathan Stanley can have a shot. I think he needs a gr- – I think he grow into himself. He'll grow into right. what's happening. I mean, I, I, people could argue that he is but now, but this is what this is my opinion, and this is what I think, but – <clears throat> if the season ended now and it was his senior year, no, he doesn't make right. it in the NFL. After next year, does he have a shot? Yes, he does. Yeah, the more I think aggr- he does. The more aggressive he gets, the, the, the more we play. Yes, yeah. and but uh, real quick, when did they take Tom Brady? Fifth or six? Was it fifth or six? It would be like six. Almost last, very far late in the draft. Anyway, I was gonna say the more the uh, the more aggressive Stanley gets, the better he gets. But I don't want they're gonna shock him. They're gonna put him into a system that's just gonna shock him. I feel in the, like. in the NFL to put him it, into a yes, system. I don't. It's just gonna, they it's might, gonna go or they could, they could. They could need to ease him into the NFL world. I think. Well, yeah, I don't. Does it change if you throw Nathan Stanley into a team that needs a, a quarterback this year? Or well, yeah, probably not. That it's probably more of a case of Nathan Stanley gets to a team and then someone gets injured and then he has to play. Yeah. Can he handle that? I, not early off in his career. I don't. I think you're right. I'll agree with that. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think Bethard's doing fine with with. He, uh, he's he's in. Yeah, he's doing fine for being in San Francisco. Yeah, he's still he's still taking big hits. Yeah, but he's still throwing a kittle, and I watch I'll watch that all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was burning questions. Burning questions was brought to you today by. Our sponsors, uh, Iowa City Apparel. Iowa City Apparel. So I was, we are very excited to be able to share our partnership with Iowa City Apparel. Uh, Iowa City Apparel is a custom-based t-shirt company who is in business to help everyone make their custom t-shirt dreams a reality. 
Do you need a shirt for your intramural sports team? They can do that. Do you need shirts for your big birthday bash? What's mine's in like a month? Yeah, I might have them do that. Right. Uh, need shirts for a bar crawl? They can definitely do that. Uh, go to uh, www.iowacityapparel.com to order yours today. I saw, I think on Facebook or Instagram, of some girls at a bachelorette party that had some custom t-shirts. Pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had the chance to meet Jack and Tanner two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago? Last week? Two weeks two, ago. Two. two weeks ago in Iowa City. They had their uh, bar crawl. Iowa City's wild, man. I'm, little, I'm getting a little. I'm getting a little old for that, you know, man. Uh, not, I mean, I can. I can still. I can still drink some beers. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Jack and Tanner are great. Uh, they love doing what they do. I think uh, Jack had actually made a. He said something to me about going to class, and I was like, "What do you mean? Don't you go to school here?" He's like, "He's like, oh no, I do, but they spend so much time in the print shop and making T-shirts and doing orders that it feels like he's not." Uh, you know, in school, which I thought was kind of funny. They they really care about what they're doing up there. I had, like I said, ran into them, got to meet them last a couple weeks ago. Great kids. I can't wait. I'll show you the design after we get done with the show. But I got a design for a T-shirt. Um, I got to bring it to them, send it to them, and cool. they'll make me a few. I'm gonna send them my ideas, and I think that they're going to maybe suggest or do something. You know, suggest another, and hopefully we'll pick one and. Couple weeks, we'll have a T-shirt. Awesome. Maybe even some koozies. I don't know. It's a big shout out to Iowa City Apparel. Uh, appreciate you guys a lot. And real quick, I don't. I'm, I know. I'm, I'm plugging my own stuff here, just real quick. Oh, whoa, I know, whoa! I know. Usually it's round of. That's okay. I'm, that's uh, okay. You're, but you're on my. You're on my show. T-shirts coming from my own show too. Here soon, soon what? as well. Yeah. What? Yeah. Once so I get who? an official logo, we're gonna we're gonna start getting some T-shirts out. There. Official logo. Yeah, I just got a temporary one right now. <laughs> It's a little something slight, but that's okay. You well, got to start somewhere. I got a buddy in Pennsylvania who is going to college for graphic arts, and he is going to. You got a buddy in Pennsylvania. Whip me up a logo, <laughs> and I'm gonna get some t-shirts. <laughs> so I'm excited. T-shirts are fun. You got two shows or one show? Uh, I got technically two, but I'm only focusing on one. Only focusing on one. Yes. All right. There's your plug. That's it. No more. I'm sorry. <laughs> so the Heisman. Top four in the Heisman. Tua Linguini, Haskins, Kyler Murray, and Will Greer. Greer. It is Greer, I'm quite sure. It is, is it Greer? It is Greer. You've been I, I Greer, say, and I'm in kind of like... I've been saying... Dude, I say it different every episode. Yeah. You every know. episode I say yeah. it different. <laughs> Whatever it is. Oh, Willie. Oh, Willie Hilly out oh, there. Oh, Willie. Um, and then the, through the rest of, I think, ESPN and Sports Illustrated, they, you know, 10 more. They, really, they list 10 total, I think. And there's still only one defensive player in the top ten for the Heisman. Is it that kid and from I, Houston? It, yeah, that Houston the Houston D tackle. Guy. Yeah, uh, can't remember his name. I can't remember. I can't remember his name either. Ed, Ol- Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver. I that sounds. That sounds right. Very familiar. That sounds Definitely right. Oliver. Um, I don't like the Heisman picks. We were talking yesterday, and you know, the, people say no. It's based. It's based off skill. It's based off you know how. How many touchdowns do you have? How many yards do you throw for? Yada, yada, yada. And I said, well, if that's the fucking case, why isn't Cole McDonald number one? Exactly. We, you, you, you talked about him at the very first episode, yeah. and we've been keeping tabs on him. The kid has 2,348 yards passing, 26 touchdowns, and three interceptions. Okay? He's been sacked 17 times, whatever. His completion, ra- his completion rating is like 60 or 68%, which is – 10 or 12% away from the other top quarterbacks. But if you want to go off of that, just 
gonna break some record numbers? Why isn't Cole McDonald on there? Exactly. What's what's Tua? What's Tua's? What are his stats? Tua's sitting at one thousand seven hundred and sixty pass yards, twenty one touchdowns, still hasn't thrown an interception. Okay, arguable with that. And 75%? 71.5 completion. Okay, so 11% better than Cole McDonald. But, uh, so why is he number one? The run game, and he's from Alabama. He, and I mean, have you he's number it? one because Alabama. I, I'll give it to Ravioli. He throws dots. He can he's great. He's a great. Yeah, he can. He's, he's a great, great quarterback. He's very good. But you can't. Oh, my chair. Uh-oh, there we go. You can't. You can't talk about numbers and not throw Cole McDonald or Jordan Ta'amu from Ole Miss, who has 2,298 passing yards, 15 touchdowns and five interceptions and like a 64% completion rating. Cole nor Jordan are in the Heisman running. Neither of them. He's from Hawaii. Cole's from Hawaii. It's Who not, cares? It's not going to happen. Got, those are monster numbers. I, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I'm okay, just, sorry. I'm yeah, it as it is. I know. And that's true. Yeah, I know. I just... Oh, another guy from Alabama wins the Heisman. Yeah. Woohoo! And then goes to the league and sucks. And maybe and that could be the same for anybody on this. I shouldn't say that because that's not always the case. I just think that they're missing some names. Yeah, they took Snell off the Heisman list, and he's got almost seven hundred, eight hundred yards um, rushing. Rushing. Why is he not? Why did they take him off? Because right. Kentucky lost to Texas A and M, and then, now and then they have a bye week, week, so he doesn't get to make it. I mean, who? <sighs> Who I want I want to sit in on one of these, with all these meetings. Eighty year old college football playoff. Yeah, I want to sit in on these meetings and see what the fuck they talk about and I who know. makes these decisions. I know it's terrible. And I want to throw this in here. We were spitting out all those pass yards for all those top quarterbacks in the Heisman watch. Cole McDonald has more pass yards than all five of those quarterbacks you mentioned. Tua Ravioli, Dwayne Haskins, Kyler Murray, Will Greer, the Ole Miss quarterback, all have less pass yards than Cole McDonald. Yep. And he's okay. I could see him not being. I could see him not being one through four. I guess for whatever right, reason. Right. And, and and Greer just threw for only a hundred yards last week. Yeah. So he will drop. Yep. But Jordan Taamu, that's how you say his name, and Cole McDonald are not even in the top. Are not even in the running. They're not there. It's ridiculous. The Heisman. You know, based on where you're going, those SEC schools. Nobody wants to see a kid from. From the Mountain West, win the win the Heisman. There's even a Colorado receiver in the top ten. There's a color. Okay, yeah, that's. Well, how many how many touchdowns does he have? Colorado receiver in the. Tell top me how many because 10. Joshua, or I think it's Usura from Hawaii, has thirteen touchdowns. Right. Yeah, that receiver is doing really good. He how has many is this six. Guy? He has six touchdowns, and he's on the Heisman watch. He's on the top ten. Yep. And the kid from Hawaii has fucking 13. Okay? Not fair. I don't like it. I know. I don't like it. I don't like college football selection. Needs to go to eight. I don't like the Heisman because if you don't, if you're not in the SEC, what's the point? What's the point? What's the point of even trying if you're not if you can't? I mean, I don't know how many kids it's their goal to win the Heisman, I'm sure, in the back of their minds, you know. Right. A lot of it's a team game. I, I understand that. But what's the point? Exactly. That's it that sucks. I think it's 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 unfortunate and it's not and it's not fair, not fair, at it all. Is, it isn't fair. Um, so we'll get into the last part of it, I guess. Saturday superstars. I'm going with Nate Stanley on offense. Over 300 yards and six tutters. We'll take that's great numbers for an Iowa for an Iowa Hawkeye quarterback. Six touchdown passes in college football. You got I got to give it to Nate Stanley. Yeah. I agree. 
Yeah. And my second one, whatever. Troll me. Yeah. I don't care. And I'm with Colin here. Iowa, Iowa State's defense had seven sacks. Seven sacks. They held Will, Will Greer to 100 yards passing, Eight. who is a Heisman, top four Heisman candidate. Yep. Totally exposed that that offense. And, and, and then on top of that, beat West Virginia West Virginia in, in Ames last night. But defensive start, I'm going to give it to Iowa State. And we yeah, tried. We yeah. tried. We looked for yeah. some. We tried to find some stand-up players, and we weren't going to spend all day on it. But to a team like that, I mean, if – I mean, if I had, if Iowa would have done that against the top ranked team that I had to pick Iowa for my, right. or any other team, I probably would have. Right. But we looked at the stats and we looked how it went and, and what the implications are for, for that game were huge. That's why I gave, yeah, superstars to, Iowa to, to so, only allow a hundred pass yards out of an easily top five quarterback in the nation. That's easy, crazy. Great. Well, are you are you, oh, are you counting Cole McDonald and Jordan Tomu in there? Oh shoot, I forgot. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I whatever. Go off of the dumb. Off of the geezers, you know, off, off their the opinions. Um, we're gonna close it off with the Florida man. Oh yeah, give you guys something funny before you go on. I don't want to make this show too long because you guys got other stuff to do, and I don't want to lose your attention. My Florida man story. This happened this spring. It is when it happened. A Florida man. A Florida man from Tallahassee. Uh. Rides from Tallahassee, flies from Tallahassee to Chicago to cut off his rival's penis. Hmm. He hated this. He hated this guy so bad that he needed to fly from Tallahassee to Chicago to chop off his rival's penis and then carve his initials, carve his initials into the man's leg. Okay, don't what you don't you already leaving enough evidence behind. You don't need to put your fucking initials in a dude's uh, leg. You just chop his penis off of. I don't. I don't have any. I don't have any words. I don't this know is what ridiculous. To say. Justin Foster, uh, twenty eight, appeared at a bail hearing Thursday in the courtroom outside of Chicago after being arrested for allegedly attacking and mutilating a man who started dating Foster's ex girlfriend. Let it. It's your ex, man. Let it go. Let it go. What What are you doing by chopping off this dude's dick? What are you getting out of that? Now he can't have sex. Man, I chopped off his dick. I'm a way better person because of that. (laughs) No, not going to happen, man. It's ridiculous. Prosecutors said that on March 14th, Foster bought a plane ticket in Tallahassee, flew to Chicago, rented a car, all to attack the man dating his ex-girlfriend. The prosecution also alleged that Foster launched a surprise attack on his rival, I like how they keep calling his rival. Uh, Yeah, why do they call him? He doesn't even have a name. Uh, It hit him over the head with a tire tire iron. Foster then allegedly carved his own initials in the man's leg and lopped off his penis before driving back to Chicago and flying to Tallahassee. Successfully lopped off. Oh yeah, he it's off. Yeah. Oh, it's Uh, the 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 rival was found in critical condition, lying in a pool of blood. Uh, Did not die, uh, but he does suffer from brain damage now from the tire iron blood. Oh yeah, yeah. You hate no you hate somebody penis. so much. He bad childhood. No penis. The man has no penis. No penis. Florida's wild, man. Yeah. I don't know. That's I mean, it's probably crazy all over the place, but that's that's it. That's the show. I hope it sounds good. I can't wait to listen to this back. Uh, you guys are great. I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate you guys getting on me about why I'm not doing shows. Hopefully, you know my explanation, and hopefully the quality of this episode sounds better than. Maybe you'll accept my apologies. We're excited. We're going to keep going. Oh, yeah. We're going to keep getting better. Yep, yep, yep. I'm excited. We got some. We're going to look at headphones next. Mm-hmm. We're going to play with this mixer some more. Mm-hmm. 
Thanks to Iowa City Apparel for being a part of the show. And yeah, thanks thank to you guys for everything you do for the show. Burning questions, um, critiquing, advice. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you guys you. are great. Thank, thank you so you, much. You. We will see you. We'll be back Thursday with we'll be back with Lucky's Locks. Oh yeah. So real quick though, because I think the Broncos do play on Thursday. Not that they'll win, but yeah. Whatever. Mm. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you later. Peace.